The House of Hades, Chapter 13, Percy. Percy had taken his girlfriend on some romantic walks before. This wasn't one of them. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. I was trying to think of something not slay, to say that wasn't slay, because we've started off pretty much every episode over the past three seasons with slay. That's so hey embarrassing. I think pretty much everything on everything in Heroes of Olympus starts with the same slay. Nice. So, um, We're proud of the So, yeah, it'll start with this. <laughs> it'll, it'll start with us just talking about how we didn't say. Right, deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Meta. A little, like, behind the scenes. <laughs> How the sausage is made. Ew. You don't like that phrase? That makes sense. I've never heard it before. You've never heard that yes, before? You yes, you have. No, I've literally never heard that before in my life. That's not true, because it's a line in Hamilton. In room where it happens, they do say. Well, I don't know if yeah, they ever How the sausage that. is made. I don't know if I ever processed that from I don't know. I, I really don't think I've heard it spoken before in my life. Well, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel accosted. <laughs> um, no, I'm fine. I mean, like, I've had a, a very good week. I just, like, today I accidentally drank caffeine, and I can't do that physically. Um, and so I'm a little uh, on edge at, at this time. Which is unfortunate because it's like 11 p.m. and I do want to go to sleep. Not now, obviously, because you're recording. But like, after. Um, but I did get more cheese sticks at the grocery store today. Had my first day rehearsal for the show that um, I'm working on for um, September, October. And that was fabulous, but it was really long. So I'm just tired, but I'm, I'm, I'm chilling, all things considered. Y'all? I'm doing good. Um, I have a big girl job now, yes. being the hall director of one of the residence halls at our college, so that's been all-consuming this past week, but otherwise, it's good. I'm enjoying it most of the... It's a net positive so far. How about you, Brayden? I'm, I'm also alright, like, <sighs> just... Working. There's some stuff I've been putting off that I have to do. I have to start working on the next show that I'm directing. There's a lot of, like, pre-work, like, that I have to do that I've been putting off for the past few months. So I should do that probably sometime this coming week. Um, But other than that, like, we're just chilling, you know? Yeah. The vibes. Um, I'm halfway through the new episode of House of the Dragon because that dropped today. Um, it's good so far. I don't know. <laughs> we're, just, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Uh, this week, we're discussing the House of Hades, uh, chapters 13 through 16, through the theme of karma. Huh. Um, Neve, you read, so you won't I be read. summarizing. I was like, am I going to get out of it? But Ava, Fuck. you could summarize. 
Honestly, Ava, you could probably read these chapters in about 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I, I think my summary is going to take a shorter, like, a way shorter amount of time. Like, how do I, how do you want me to fill it? Um, we'll see. Because, go. Well, grand. Um, so, Kelly's back. That's pretty much it. She's back on a bunch of her little, M- oh my god, wait, this is funny, M posse. That's funny, it's like an M. Busai Posse. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, coins. New term, coins. Um, they're back, and they're here, and they're just ready to rumble, as usual. Um, also, they're just... Uh, Percy and Annabeth are still having a hard time in Tartarus. Um, the only thing in their stomachs um, is fire. And at one point, Percy was like, I'll throw up, but I can't, because there's literally fire in my stomach, and they're trying to deal with that. Um... And then there's a slight downfall of Kelly, and Kelly mentions Gaia, and that's pretty much it, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that was, that was exactly your 45 seconds. And yep. Bob comes back. And Bob comes back. You missed Bob. the one, like, actually why big are, part. Yeah, why are we all not acknowledging Bob is, like, I such forgot. a good part of this book? I do have to acknowledge, we never read the, the book where Bob is introduced. Excuse me? Bob is introduced... In the demigod files, which oh, we did not cover, on, not this cover podcast. on this podcast, yeah, I, mean, like, I read it. Yeah, oh, you know, we all read it. Yeah. But I was like, I, that, I finished these chapters, and I went, "We missed a book. <laughs> we missed a whole book." It's it's a weird book, though. It's like a. It, it, no. Let's. It doesn't feel as necessary in terms of like I don't know. We set ourselves up to cover uh, like. Like a series, you know, and it's not quite the... I don't know. Um, yeah, anyway, Bob is also back. I mean, it... I just, like, forgot what was in Demigod Files, so I just want to... Oh, well, yeah, I don't Here, know. we're going to do a crash course on Demigod Files right now because <laughs> yeah. we didn't cover it on this podcast. That's funny. So, it starts with Percy Jackson and the Stolen Chariot. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. I don't remember at all what happens there. It's with Clarice, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yes. the whole thing. Yes. That's the oh whole God, thing in yeah. uh, Blood, uh, Last Olympian. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're like, who's chariot? And the bronze dragon. That's where Festus yes. gets introduced. Yes. Um, Annabeth chases camp trunk. I think that's just a like a, like a fun uh, little inclusion thing. Like, and the sort of Hades is this little story with Bob. Yeah. And it also includes um, some fun things, some interviews with characters. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that. A map of Camp Half-Blood. We love a map. Yes, we do love a map. Um, an Olympian's crossword. An Olympian's word jumble. I do think I do the word jumble. Um, 12 Olympian gods plus two hmm. and then answers to puzzles <laughs> the most important one the most important this is a 144 page book I do remember it being hilarious. like pretty pretty significant in size I do like that we finally picked up the plot threads that were put down in um, Sword of Hades because like we said, there's a reason we didn't cover this book. Yeah. Because not much happens. No. True. It was like, I think it was also, 
it was published before. Oh, okay. So this book was published to coincide with the movie. So it was published before um, Last Olympian, but it was meant to be like a... Hmm. Interesting. That makes so much sense. Because I was like... I remember reading it as a child and being like, this seems kind of thrown together. (laughs) (laughs) Very critical child. It was like, Rick... This is a little thrown together. I just remember, like, why is this all in one book? Like, these feel, like, so strange. I honestly didn't care. I just kind of consumed it. I was like, if Rick wants to give me something, I'll read it. Because there was this, then there was also the guide, which is separate. Yes, the demigod We all have as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's also a Kane Chronicles um, accompanying book. Yeah. I also had that one. I actually, that one is currently on my bookshelf. <laughs> Maybe it'll be worth money one day. Probably. I severely doubt that. But. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, all right. What songs? Well, I chose Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears because Oops, Kelly Did It Again. That may have been the loosest so far. No, I don't think so. I liked it. Thank you. It didn't make sense. Yes, it like did. It. She's back again. I, I do. I do like like assigning it as Kelly's theme song. Yeah. Because mm. every time she comes back, it's like. Why is she here? Though, if if we're thinking of that, I would would argue, um, Backstreet's back. Maybe or um. Specifically, Shangela's verse in Kitty Girl by RuPaul. Um, uh, Guess who's back, 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 back again. again? So, so hype, so lit, adrenaline. I'm Shangela. Say what? Start from the bottom, now, all grown up, and then take, take this verse just to let you know. Then really listen to the haters. Be a pro. Go away. Pay your dues. The little world's going. Hallelujah. That stays in. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if RuPaul wants to come at us for copyright, it wasn't played. That was not close enough to be copyright. Yeah, we messed yeah. up some words. <laughs> um, my song is Enter Sandman by Metallica. Makes okay. sense. Bomb, bomb. That's Mine is The Jet Set Life is Gonna Kill You by My Chemical Romance. It, this just like <sighs> feels... Okay, I'm also in a My Chemical Romance mood as of late. but most Yeah, you have been. All right, well... <laughs> But it just feels like, like that album specifically, like the Three Cheers album, just has like the sound that I feel like having to go through Tartarus is like. I can't expand more than that. Yeah, it is a very, it feels very apt for this book. Uh-huh. Like that is the hard thing about this, t- the tone of this book is wild. And so picking songs is like. I know we go from like, like self to, dis- I mean, not that like Leo and Hazel are going through like light things. But it's like... Oh, no, let, no, let's shit on Leo again after our last episode. <laughs> he, his thing is not a big deal. No. That's fair. He's like, I'm a little sad. And they're like, dying. <laughs> I know. But even like... And his is like, I have thing. to learn magic yeah. in about 12 hours. Exactly. No one talked to me. Exactly. Yeah. Like, all, but even Hazel's thing, like switching back to Percy and Animus POV, almost seems like... 
like minor and it is like very heavy for Hazel to deal with yet when you just switch back to per- what Percy and Anne about they're doing maybe that's why Rick isn't spending too long in it cause like the longer he talks about it the more it's like what like this is so much more dire of a situation it is it's like I, I don't need it's like why are why are we spending all this time with Leo and Hazel? Like, like I was like, they have real problems down there, yeah. right beneath us, right now. Right beneath us, so true. But what were our favorite parts? Um, there was some good shade thrown in these chapters. There was, and I appreciate the smack talk was very like, like it very was, effective. A lot per volume. Like, the chapters were short, but the smack talk was significant. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I appreciate it. I I loved the part where they were like, so actually it was Kelly's job to make sure Luke stayed evil, so really, it's Kelly's fault that... (laughs) It was, like, very smart. I loved. Iconic. R.I.P. Serephany. I know. Literally, like, the most brutal R.I.P. I've ever seen. And such a good name, too. I'm like, for what? Honestly, yeah, waste of a good name. Yeah. Serephany? I love... It's a really good name. Oh, my back cracked. Slay. Slay. <laughs> I didn't really mean to say that. <laughs> I, I do also... Percy brought up being hungry. And Are you also hungry? That is not what I was going to say. But <laughs> he was like, hungry? he fantasized about having a cheeseburger and fries. And I was like, I don't know if that is like necessarily the first thing that would come to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but like that made me curious. So I wanted to ask the question. If you were in Tart- Tartarus starving, only able to drink fire, huh. <laughs> what would the, be the first thing you ate when you got out? God, I think it so depends. Um, I love cheese. But also, the sheer warmth of the flames have me thinking a nice pliable. Mm. Good point. Smoothie bowl does sound good. I was going to say, yeah. to translate, smoothie bowl. Um... Oh, so good. So fresh. <laughs> that is true. I feel like I would probably get a grilled cheese with bacon, though. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's so <laughs> You're like, I, you, it was just so fat. It was like, hmm, that's probably true. I would, no, but I would definitely get a grilled <laughs> yeah, cheese. It was like, oh, you had an answer to this question. <laughs> because I want one right now. And, like, it's, like, a good, like, you know, I will eat this at any time of the day. Yeah. Food kind of. Yeah, that is a very, like, medium, like. Yeah. The fries are a good point. I do I was more into the when he was talking about burger and fries, I was more into the fries than the burger. Yeah. Um I do I am throw my answer got thrown by by the point you made, Ava, because we were like this is literally the conversation we were having yesterday it was like ninety degrees yeah, and we were like, we were like what, what do we, we get, get for dinner? dinner? Because it's so hot yeah. and like when it's hot you don't always like Yeah. Like, you're like you don't want like heavy things or like yeah so it's like and we got Panera um (laughs) so like but like I don't think Panera is the first thing I want when I'm out of hell no like I think it probably is pizza 
No, that's too warm. No, cold pizza. <gasps> yes! So true. With um, the garlic dipping sauce. I have cold pizza literally in my fridge at home right now, yeah, which I too. will be eating when, when I get home after this. Unless, so. unless Neve, you um, want to go get your grilled cheese at Wawa and want to um, drive mm-hmm. us to Wawa so I can get a milkshake. <laughs> but well, that's really safe. We'll see. We can we can make our snack plans um, off air. I still don't forget it. It's like making us seem more human and approachable. It is. We're relatable. Mm-hmm. We are hashtag relatable. relatable. We all want snacks. No. Uh, I would say Brayden's old. Because I said Brayden's hashtag. Like a couple months older than us. Yeah, and? I, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I was making fun of RuPaul specifically. Oh, of course. Uh, RuPaul. And use hashtag. Hashtag Drag Race. But my favorite thing about when they do it on Drag Race is he will f- finish, like, introducing the challenge. And, like, it'll be like, and this week you'll be playing the Snatch Game. Here's how the Snatch Game works. All right? Ready? And before you go, hashtag RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, it doesn't ever fit. It just, like, is always the last thing that they say. Yeah. It's like, and the Vivian won the mini challenge. Hashtag RuPaul's Drag Race. Literally. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if we do this anymore. <laughs> I think that was just a very 2014 thing. It was. Oh, there it is. Every time. We mentioned 2014 again. <laughs> Yeah, that cursed year. It's just been happening a, a lot. We always talk about it a lot, but it's been happening a lot recently. Yeah, it's the go-to yeah. for the year when like things were odd. Things, but, also, but things were odd. But also nice. Yeah, very specific. Like everything mm. was easy. Or I would like to put um, shame on the names of 2013 and 2015 as well. Because they are lumped into when we say 2014, but they yeah. are just as culpable. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. 2012, you're not better either. But you're a little farther away. A little different yeah. vibes. Yeah. It was when we thought the year the world was going to end because of the Mayan calendar. I I think that's true. That was a weird time, wasn't it? Because it, we I, were pretty confident, too. I'm going to be frank. I do think that started my existence. <laughs> I mean... Scary. It's a lot to deal with as like a 11, 12 year old. Yeah. To be like, so this is the last, this is, this is it. I never if believed I, it. If I was told I was going out at 12, I would be very disappointed. That's what I'm <laughs> I had not accomplished much by 12. That's what I'm saying. Denial, denial, denial. And look what denial got me. Life. I, so I like that you're insinuating that um, the world would have ended if you had just believed it. Of course. Of course I have. Naturally. Yeah. It, it, I have the power of... Ava single-handedly saved us from the Mayan apocalypse. Yeah. My favorite thing about that was... And I'd do it again. It was just like, that was the last year on their calendar. Yeah. And so everyone was like, that means the world ends. When it like, like probably just meant they like... Like, like they had to make another There's only some... Time. They like, there's only so many calendar you can make. Yeah. I know. They probably just didn't anticipate, like, having to make that many. Like, that is probably... They've made I over 2,012 years of a calendar. That's a lot. 
Yeah. That's really prepare. That's I real bold stress, too. I can stress making my own calendar for the week. Yeah, it's like I don't schedule my calendar out past like a, definitely a semester. Oh no oh, chance. Yeah. But like, like 2012 years years plus, you know they worked hard. Mm-hmm. They did. And as far as I'm concerned, the world did end in 2012 because it definitely went downhill after then. So true. Anyways. I have no idea how we got here. Let's take a break and then we'll come back to talk about the theme of karma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll go back up when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. Karma. Bob. Bob. Bob the drag queen. Actually, I envision it. Actually, I think that would be the most incredible casting (laughs) this franchise could do is that if Bob the drag queen were to play Bob the Titan. (laughs) I do envision Bob the drag queen every time I read about Bob the Titan. I love Bob. They really said, <laughs> sorry, Braden just accidentally dropped something. Um, they really said, how do we create a different Tyson? You're right. And make him somehow m- more sad of a backstory. Yeah. Like, Which is hard because Tyson grew up in a cardboard box. I know. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> I forget about that sometimes. It's pretty difficult yeah. to beat him. However, yeah. Bob has... Was this, like, terrifying titan, which is, like, not a fun life anyways. And then he lost all his memories and now is the janitor for Hades. Like, it's, like, not even a good job, like, good upgrade. He's a janitor. No, yeah, it's some shit. Like, he says in these chapters, like, he, anyone only talks to him when they need to, like, clean up some bones or a dead zombie exploded. It's so rude. Like... I was curious about the logistics just, like, of that. he's, like, so nice and happy about it. Oh, He really is. He's, like, and my friend called me, so I came to help. Mm. And when they're, like, Pop, what are you doing here? He's, like... You called. And I heard I, I'm here. from the underworld, despite you being so far. It was a little like, uh-huh. Like, does he know? But no, it was a little like, this is real, real convenient for your plot, Rick. It was. That yeah. is like, if he says his name, he appears. It was like, okay. Well, I'm like, yeah. yeah, it was a little. But like, we do have like the names have power thing. So yeah. it's like. But I do really like... It gives hope. I don't know. I actually don't know how I feel about this. I very, feel very complicated about what Percy did to Bob. I know. So, like... Because this is not karma. No. Like, Percy arguably did a bad thing to this monster in, in self-defense. Yeah. Albeit. But, like, you know, wiping all of the memories is, like... That's just so bad. It's... There's a question, though, like, 
if Percy's choice was to kill Bob or, or to wipe, wipe his memories. memories. It's true. He'd be in a shit situation if he had chosen the former. He wouldn't have been able to kill Bob. No. So, like, like, do we consider it mercy? It's not good, though. No. <sighs> but, like, it is really complicated. Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, Percy does have to deal with the guilt of what he did to Bob over the course of this book. Or at least I hope so. Yeah. I don't remember this book yeah. super well. I mean, it is, like... Bob is, like, another weird Tyson character where, like, they're, like, so overwhelmingly positive about their situation because they're supposed to be lovable that it's, like, are you, like, you're not, you can't be happy with this. I mean, it's also, like, what would Bob do if he knew what Percy did to him? Like, does, how much, like, does Bob know about, like... yeah. What his past life was like? Probably nothing. I, I mean, gonna, yeah. If Hades yeah. just reassigned him to be the janitor, like I doubt that he like also filled him in. <laughs> you know. True. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I don't think there'd be anything in it for him either. Like I just don't think there's any reason how he would know. But. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how. This book deals with karma overall, though, in, like, Tartarus is literally a manifestation of, like, here are all the repercussions of your actions. Yeah. Like, here's everyone you've killed. Because, okay, we're going to talk about what death means. Oh, great. Happy no, Sunday. but, like, what death means in these books. Because it does the children's book thing of being like but they're not really dead or they're not really people because they monster the body count that this man has is so incredibly high yes and now everyone he's ever killed is back and but now he has back. to deal with it. But Just also not this, back. Like, in this prison, like reincarnated in this prison because they are bad people. So I guess what this, what Tartarus kind of reframes it as is like, now they have carceral punishment, which is different than being killed. But arguably also still bad. <laughs> In, like, a prison reform way. (laughs) That's, like, they're not... It's not... Because it's also not just carceral punishment. It is, like, capital punishment. Like, they are... Human rights violations have been conducted upon these prisoners. Yes. (laughs) In a very real way. (laughs) Absolutely. But they are not to be perceived as humans. Yes. And that's the problem that Rick has it's like balancing that line of like what is a human mm-hmm. and what is not a human and just because she has have snake leg but does everything else like a human she's not right that's like really complicated but the, also the facts in itself that they can't die if death is taken off the table is murder bad 
Uh. Real, like a real, <laughs> real easy question to deal with right there. Um, I was I just kind of just threw myself into an existential loop. So does someone yeah, else have anything fun. else to say? I'm, I'm taking this, I'm sitting this one out. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But like he's, he's still like, no matter what the like literal like result is, they are now having to deal with the people that they harmed. Yep. Because whether or not someone is set out to harm you doesn't mean you can harm them. Um, Facts. It gets mm-hmm. complicated in these situations. But it's like... Like, well, also, what does that do to Percy and Annabeth as people? Like, I mean, all of them. How do you yourself perceive murder if you're taught that like half people are like not real people and it's fine to murder them how do you then perceive like killing people who aren't monsters because you've already kind of taken you're already halfway there I don't know it's really weird and really complicated and like we need police reform and prison reform. <laughs> yeah. It also, like, sends me into thinking about, like, what is the worst crime if so many, like, beings can come back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that is like, very, like... Yeah. This is actually... This is... I'm now going to plug the X-Men comics. Because, yeah. like, this literally... This is, like, what it deals with is this, like, a lot of this question. Um, especially, like, the current run. Um... And, like, that's kind of what superhero comics kind of deal with that overall because, like, superheroes never really die. In the X-Men comics, they literally, like, can't die right now. That's, like, a plot thing. But, um, like, they will come back. Um, but just because it's, like, they always come back anyways because that's comic books. No one ever stays dead. But, um, but, like, that's the thing. Like, with any of these genre media, you take the genre out. They're all being raised as child soldiers. Yes. Like, if you t- like, take this out of the, the Greek mythology context, they're still... Chiron is raising child soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there's literally a, line, a section of this... of these couple chapters that Percy's like, like, we know it's gotten bad when I'm looking back at the war with Kronos as the good old days. And it's like, this has been your whole life. Like, not your whole life, but most of it. Yeah. And it's like... The way that they're able to get past making it quote-unquote okay is to say that, like, (laughs) they don't make it to being adults. Like, they all die off before they're adults. So there's no adults to protect them because we're well past the gods being there to protect them. But, like, that is kind of my problem with New Rome. In that, and, like... Percy's idea of, like, going to college and settling down, that's when I can settle down. It is, like, yes, that is, like, something that should, like, they should be able to get a break. They've been through a lot. I don't see that being realistic for any of these characters because I do not think that Percy Jackson would grow up and let what was done to him happen to any other child. I agree with that. Like, and that's my problem with New Rome is that if we're to think that there's a bunch of these adults out there, they're... 
they've been through a lot, so it's like hard because it's like you. I would just think at least some of them would be like. I don't believe we should keep raising child soldiers if we have if there are demigod adults there yeah. to protect them. Why is it still falling on thirteen year olds? Yeah. Yeah. T. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. I did not expect to get this out of these chapters. <laughs> I did not. Well, it's like every every time we check back in with Percy and or Annabeth, it just gets like more morbidly awful for them. Yeah. That it's like why, and they like do reflect in these chapters like what like all about the stuff they've had to do in the past and how this is clearly so much worse, and it's like. You are 17. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's when, like, like, going back to the question with Bob, like, is what he did to Bob okay? No. But is that an insane mor- morality question that a, like... A child had to a, deal a with? A child had yeah. to deal with. Like, someone in their 50s couldn't deal with that question yeah. in a reasonable way. We expect a fi- 15-year-old yeah. to be able to handle that? Like, no. Like, they can't. Like, looking back to when I was... 15. I did awful things. Not like that, but like nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. I don't think you would have had the power. But like, I don't know, 15 year olds are like mean and they yeah. don't think well because they're like crazy hormone teenagers. Like that's just like the reality is like and then this is such an extreme like and now you're a child soldier and you're meant to make decisions in the field that are reasonable yeah, exactly. So I guess, in retrospect, I am glad Coach Hedge is there. Okay, but he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. He's not actually doing anything to protect them. But I'm over the concept of having a chaperone. I've, I've come around to that. Is Coach Hedge the good chaperone? <laughs> no. But the fact that they have one <laughs> is like, okay, I actually... It doesn't make sense in the world building, but it makes sense in, like, morality. (laughs) Like, what it should be. Yes. It was just kind of thrown in too late. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not realizing I have radical issues with the premise of these books. (laughs) It's just, like... It's, like, the the formula for every... The genre. Teen novel. Yeah. Because they have to be teens, otherwise they're not appealing to their audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then once those teens grow up, they're like, why did you write about that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is the thing. It's like, that is the reality of the genre, is the genre is about putting young adults in hyper-adult settings in order for real young adults to be able to experience that kind of like world of independence that idea that you could mean something without putting themselves in harm's way so that is like the like the value of the genre you thought that saying that you could mean something that was like so (laughs) that you could possibly ever live up to what your parents no but that's what it means it's damn true because adults treat teenagers like shit yeah so that is why there is, like, 
that is the value of this genre. Yeah, no, I, and I firmly believe that that's very legitimate. Yeah. Like, if no one else is going to look someone who was, like, 14 in the eye and see them as a person, like, they're going to have to find that example somewhere. Yeah. And, like, literature is a great place to see it. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, I respect that there's a whole genre, like, for the empowerment of people who are never taken seriously. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm very, like pro this genre and then I'm, I'm so and, yeah about it, yeah <laughs> and then I know I was like I didn't know I had this many feelings and then the question is like in writing this genre how do we write genre fiction because this, this is a problem across, like across all genre fiction but we'll say specifically young adult genre fiction that doesn't glorify violence in the carceral state like, just, like, the reality, like... I want everyone to know who is listening that it is currently 11.47 on a Sunday night. But, like, the thing is, like, is it necessarily glorifying it or is it saying that, like, people who are young also make mistakes just like the people who are older... Mistake killing someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, not everyone has to be... A, like, not everyone in the book has to be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> that, just, that was your argument against me saying murder is bad. I know murder is bad. <laughs> well, no, I'm like it's when our when our when all of our main characters are doing it though. Like I, I agree with you in that not everyone in fiction has to be bad. Yeah. I think specifically there is something about the framing device of the way murder manifests in these books, in particular, is in a carceral setting. I do think that is like. But that is just like a fundamental root of our of American society is like um, the way our justice system works is carceral yeah. and therefore or capital punishment are like th- not as much anymore. But like that is the foundation that our yeah. that Western uh, justice system is built upon. And so like it is hard to remove that from a book, but it is like it is also real that is like. That perpetuates all of our fiction and that the way of like when we're said, okay, killing's not okay. Right. So they're kind of in prison. And you also have to think about the past of these characters. Like Kelly, Kelly is not, does not have a clean record. Oh no, they're awful. Like they are the worst. They're terrible people. Or they're not people. Or are they? That's also, I feel like that is like really the core of it too. Like, if the author frames them... Like, it is kind of, like... Not, like, creepy for Rick's case in terms of, like... In terms of, like, making it so that this book isn't about killing people. That he makes these traditional, like, Greek monsters super people-like. Yeah, he's like, he does make them more into people than they are in the original Greek myths a lot of the time. He makes them less monstrous and more people-like in a way that makes it more concerning. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's concerning. I think it, like, blurs the lines of, like, what are morals when people can't, like, when, like, a lot of creatures can't be killed. Like, I think it, like, begs the question, like, of the demigods, like, who are killing them like how far is it gonna possibly go mm-hmm. and like how desensitized are you and like what is that a reflection on yeah i don't know i guess i guess this my whole argument about this is i actually do think this book in particular is engaging with this question interestingly 
Yeah. Like, I think this is a question that has been raised throughout this. And then until you get to this book, you're not really pushed to engage with this big overall question that has been perpetuated across the thing. And, like, because the question is, too, like, (laughs) so a lot of our Western morals are dictated by a Christianized perception of, um, sin versus forgiveness yeah in a way that like if you sin you do a bad thing you go to hell yeah after you die unless you uh are forgiven um by god or whatever that's the whole thing but (laughs) um but in a morality system is we have two morality systems going where humans have closer to a more like Christianized morality system where they have, they have uh, paradise punishment and, or a neutral heaven. But monsters have a monsters and gods have a completely different morality system because they have less consequence. And like, so yeah, what if you're in Empusai and you live like your life is sustained by eating people. And if you die, you come back anyways. You live forever, essentially. And that is your perception of, like, on your side, that is what life is like for you. Is killing people wrong? It is. Like, I'm saying it is. (laughs) But, like, like, in, like, Kelly's case, like, how do you see killing people as wrong if you yourself can't die and you need them to die for you to live? It's the circular... It it really is heavy. (laughs) It's a heavy book. (laughs) You're right, you're right. This is definitely the the one that's asking the most questions about, like, how this system works even more than, like, The Last Olympian or anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mondo also, like, asked about it, just with, like, what Annabeth went through, but, like, every character is going through something in this book that it's, like, why does it have to be like this? Well, that's the thing, is, like, this book is actually asking moral questions, as opposed to, like, "Mm, why do we think author wrote this this way? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I think the productive questions to be asked by stories, like, and what, to me, makes me, not excuse, but, like, makes me see like literary flaws differently is like are you as a like work asking important moral questions that like people can get things from only discussing them like suddenly it 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 makes more sense to me that like a lot of the concepts that we've talked about in the past like as flawed like I don't know it, it puts me at peace with them because like without those it feels like we wouldn't be able to ask the questions. Yeah. And, like, it gives those things almost, like, a reason to be fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the interesting... I think that's why Rick did technically do incredible world building. Yeah. Is that it is incredibly flawed. And not in, like, not in a, like, contradictory, like, the canon doesn't make sense way. Yeah. In that, like... I'm not sure anymore if... Like, when this book starts, you're like, he killed the Minotaur. He plumbed into dust. Yay. And now I'm like, 
and now like he has not changed the systems set up in the book but now is pushing us to look into those other corners and be like I'm not sure if it's okay to kill monsters anymore yep wow wow but I love that no, I, it's, it's great. I'm a big fan no, of it. No, I know. I just keep thinking about it because I'm like, we, like, it's so nice to simultaneously, like, I don't know, like, as a young adult book, almost, like, seeing all these concepts in harmony almost in a young adult book is so nice because in the sheer, like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, Rick naturally presumes, like, a capability, like, when he writes the characters, and that's very gratifying for, like, young adults who, like, don't get seen as, like, human beings by the Mm -hmm. adults around them. But at the same time, they get to see themselves as flawed and, like, get to ask questions about themselves as people and adults, not just, like like, quote-unquote, 13-year-olds who are never taken seriously by anyone else and don't have real opinions or thoughts because they're dumb and young. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's why I think he's a much better author than the author who shall not be named. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, because her characters are incredibly, like, generic self-insert characters that, like, aren't really flawed, except in the way that they're, like, they're mean to each other sometimes because they're kids. You know? Like, that's the only... That's the thing that... She Who Must Not Be Named does that is not really, like, real character flaws. Yeah. Um, and I do think, I think Rick that, plays those well. Yeah, I think that her, like, characters are, like, they're just a vehicle through which to tell a story, and I think that's so fucking ridiculous because it's, like, you have to consider, like, the implications of, like, I don't know, you're creating people. <laughs> so, like, yeah. if you want to tell a story... Like, I don't know. You have to understand, like, what you're creating through doing that. Because, I don't know, even if you create people through words, you're still creating people. And, like, I don't know. There are so many social implications with, like, seeing and being seen. Especially with, like, younger people being written by older people. And it's just so messy. It's, it, it feels like Rick is actually giving something to the characters by writing them that way. Mm-hmm. And, like, she is taking things for herself. Yeah. I, I think the thing is, like, there are two different ways to go about... I mean, there's more than two ways to write a story. But there's there's two major um, directions that narrative fiction can take. And it is either plot-driven stories or character-driven stories. Yes. I do think that is part of the big difference between Percy Jackson and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I said it. Mm. Um, they said it. Harry Potter is a story, plot-driven narrative. Percy Jackson is a much more character-driven narrative. And I've always, I, I mean, I loved Harry Potter growing up as a lot of people might have But, um... I am now, as, like, someone who's more, like, curated, like, exactly what I like and stuff, it is, I am more attracted to these more character-driven narratives. Yes. And I was, like, that's why, like, that's the difference between TV and film. Like, TV is a character, 
medium. Film is a um, plot medium. But that, and that's then the interesting th- thing about narrative fiction is that it it can go either way or be anywhere in between is what's interesting as a, as a medium. Yeah. I just think that that author owed a lot more to the characters that she created than she gave them and yeah. it upsets me. <laughs> yeah. Um, sass moments. Oh, shoot. Um, I have mine. Okay, then I'm going to use your book after you. <laughs> Bob threw his broom like a massive boomerang. Was there such thing as a boomerang? That is a very you joke. It's a very... Okay. It was a very Percy joke. I was like, these are Percy chapters. And you can tell from the use of the word boomerang. I do have to say, by this point, Rick has started to get pretty good at, like, differentiating character voices in narration. Yeah. Which was not true from the onset. Absolutely. Except for Leo. Leo's always had a very distinct narration, but, like, Piper and Jason could be narrated by the same people for the first three (laughs) books. Yeah. Because it's just such, it's so, it's placed so, like, earnestly, like, was there such thing as a boomerang? And he's literally, like, facing death. Like, <laughs> like this is him getting saved from a, not near death, like, at death door situation. So, it was just a very Percy thing to say. Made me giggle. No, it's so real. I very much agree. I mean, like, that's just how brain work <laughs> yeah um mine is a little before then it is it just wasn't possible that a huge silvery figure could drop out of the sky and stomp kelly flat <laughs> i just like the impression that he just like smushed her <laughs> like pancake style i think he did like very cartoon like someone's yeah, yeah. <laughs> steps on it and makes her pancake They were, they were very tee-hee-hee chapters. They were. And, like, I... Oh, my God. I don't know. I just... I can't... There are a lot that I, I... I remember reading one that I was like, I'm obsessed with this. But I might just have to choose one of the other good ones. Ugh, there are many. Um, let me see. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like this one. Um... Percy bared his forearm and showed them the brand he'd gotten at Camp Jupiter, the SPQR mark with the trident of Neptune. You make Greek and Roman, and you know what you get? You got BAM! <laughs> <laughs> Made no sense, King. Made like, no he just, sense. And he just, that was such a long wind-up to just saying, he could have just said BAM. <laughs> or he could have just screamed, I don't know. Like, he could have just ended it, he could have... Started and ended. It was, like, kind of embarrassing. It was yeah. actually, yeah. it fell so flat, and the fact that, like, it was. It, it didn't say that anyone laughed or like. It, it was completely dropped. Like right. yeah. Good of you, Rick. That was funny. Um, my offering this week is for Serefni. Yeah. Queen fair. Queen died for a cause. She did, and also her name is cool. Yeah. It's Bob. Yeah. I give it to Bob. I also like that Bob is spelled. Bob is also spelled in all caps. I do want to yes. point that out. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, Percy Meredith would have been dead. Like, so he deserves it. Um, 
My offering is for Bob the Drag Queen because thank you, Bob the Drag Queen, for giving me a visual for Bob the Titan. And it's really pleasant. It's actually a really pleasant visual, and I enjoy it immensely. <laughs> I just like I'm the next time I read the next chapters I read I that are like the with the Percy chapters, I will be now like reading Bob in Bob the Drag Queen's voice. <laughs> And that is incredibly funny. So fun. Listen, anything to make life more fun. Who are we voting off? Well, fuck. Um, I'm not voting off Kelly because I do think she's a girl boss and she's just doing Yeah, no, she, I agree. Like, I'm pro Kelly. She's just trying to sustain herself. Like, you I did not turn the corner like this. I did. I yeah. turned the corner last week. Um, we cannot talk ourselves into liking It's called Kelly. a growth mindset. We have to put ourselves in her shoes. Okay, I don't well, I'm not growing. Shoes. I'm okay. voting off Kelly. Mm. Oh. It's okay to be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting off Percy because we didn't read this book, but um, I do, I do, I can't 100% get behind the mind wipe. It is a little, like, I know it's a hard position, but like, it's, it's the continuing to lie to him and like, be like, we're friends. Yeah. It's all a little sketchy and Bob is being so nice to them and like. It makes me stressed and existential, and I do... I'm sorry, Percy, but you can't get off scot-free for that. Yeah. No, that's true. I don't... Oh, my God. I don't know who to vote off, because I simultaneously don't want to vote off anyone, but could find a reason to vote off anyone. Because it's not going to be Rick. I, I think Rick... Like, we had a lot of breakthroughs with Rick this week, and... Yeah, we did. I'm... Like, really liking where this book is sitting in terms of like asking important questions. Um, my God, I don't know. I I think no. This is so difficult. Um, I'm gonna vote off Neve. <laughs> oh my god. Because you voted off Kelly, and I don't think that's fair. Well. <laughs> right, folks. <laughs> that is all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapter 17 through 20 through the theme of progress. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are Purse, 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 purse. <laughs>